Welcome back, rich people. I guess I should say rich parents to the Rich Girl Roundup, a weekly discussion of the Money with Katie show. I'm your host, as always, Katie Gaddy Tossan. And every Monday, my executive producer, Henna, and I are going to talk about something that we think is uh, interesting, topical, controversial, fun, you name it, one of the previous adjectives. Before we do that, here is a quick message from the sponsors of this segment. All right, before we get into it this week, this week's upcoming main episode is all about financial freedom and how it actually might be closer than you think. So we're going to dig into the math. We're going to get a little bit nerdy, I would say, with our semantic battle between financial independence, financial freedom. You know, what are the real differences? How are you tracking toward one? Are you already at financial freedom and you may not even realize it? And like, should you be adjusting your strategy? So that's what's coming this Wednesday. But in the meantime, Henna, how is your flu-ridden body today? The flu is leaving my body very slowly and I may be having coughing attacks that y'all aren't hearing, but okay. We're, we're working on it. I'm very excited about this question from two people who don't have kids. So yeah. this week's question came from Patrick Z. I have a young daughter and I want to invest for her future. What is the best way to maximize our dollars? The thing that I think would be fun to talk about today, we, t- we did an Instagram post about this after the Wall Street Journal wrote about it and kind of got skewered by people being like, can't you just let kids be kids? And I was like, yeah, but don't you want your kids to be rich? True. <laughs> So I think it's a great opportunity to do a bit of a deep dive on the custodial Roth IRA, if that's cool with you. Sure. So for the uninitiated, including myself, I know what a Roth IRA is, but what is a custodial Roth IRA? So a custodial Roth IRA is basically a Roth IRA for a minor that is controlled and funded, we'll say with an asterisk, because we'll get into that, funded by an adult until that minor is 18 years old. Okay. So starting them early, I assume kind of similarly to a Roth IRA that you can log into any financial provider, for example, like Fidelity or Vanguard or whatever, and you can just open an account using mm, your kid's social security number and your own, I don't know, which seems easy enough. So how does it work and why is it especially great? Well, I should say I haven't obviously opened one of these before, so I I don't know exactly what information it's going to... You don't have one for Sam? or I don't have one for Sam, although Georgia, we really could have used one given her health problems. A little Roth IRA for my dog. No, we did used to give them like credits in the show, so maybe they can like claim any show profit. Is... Our chaos agents. Yeah, that's actually a great idea. I don't know how that works. Uh, deductions for paying pets. I guess animals can get paid for things. So anyway... The reason they're great for kids is because kids have the most time ahead of them, which as we know about compounding is kind of like the magic ingredient. And so it allows something to grow tax-free for 50 years plus, right? If someone is getting a Roth IRA when they're 10 years old and they're not going to use it until they're 60 years old, that is an incredibly long time for something to compound. So it's just kind of taking advantage of that. It reminds me of your tweet that was like my biggest financial mistake in 2008 was being in like eighth grade instead of buying real estate. Yeah, that seems like an incredible time horizon. 
I know last week we talked a little bit about a 529 account when we were talking about one of the the books. These are kind of similar. What's the difference between a 529 and a custodial Roth IRA? Unless you are kind of a high income tax bracket individual in a high income tax state with kids that you're like pretty certain are going to go to an expensive school. Personally, just me, opinion, not financial advice. I'm not personally a giant fan of 529 accounts, but the primary difference between a 529 and a Roth IRA is that there's just a lot more flexibility with the Roth IRA. Contributions can theoretically be accessed at any time and they will be able to use it in retirement when most of the account's value is growth, not principal. And because it's Roth, it's tax-free growth, right? So it's a pretty amazing tool in that sense. I'm definitely taking notes. So is it that you can just throw money into a Roth IRA in their name? Or like, how do we know who's eligible? Because to me, it seems that the IRS must have some tricky times figuring out is it legal and like, has it been set up properly? Like, how does that work? Right. Maybe we should have like a beat drop. Get Nick on the on the, the mixing board again. Not a tax professional. Please consult your CPA. Basically, the kid has to have earned income, right? So whether that's from an actual paycheck job or self-employment, I read online people talking about the kid is like babysitting or literally have like a lemonade stand or they're mowing lawns or whatever, but there needs to be a record of the labor and they can only contribute up to what they actually earn up to the regular old Roth IRA contribution limit of in 2023, $6,500 per year. So it's not like a... I'm going to give an example that I think actually is like low-key tax fraud, but maybe not. This is probably up to the CPA because this is a <laughs> oh this is gosh. a CPA that uh, that does this that I know. But he has his baby model for some of his promotional material about families and then pays her for it and then puts that money in a Roth IRA. So he's a business owner. So it's like, it's like kid model. I, mean, I don't know. It's like, I've seen some people be like, that's tax fraud, but is it? I don't know. I really honestly don't know. So I think it's up to like your CPA. <laughs> Influencers use their babies and then they'll say, oh, I couldn't have gotten this deal without my kids. So the money's going into something for them. I don't know. We're not, <laughs> we're not the IRS. It's not our decision, but we're not the IRS. We're also not like family YouTube channels. It gets into like weird territory really quickly. But the point is the kid has to have earned income of some kind. They need to be working in some capacity. That is like a prerequisite for this. Yes, because I was thinking like, you know, babysitting or mowing lawns or whatever I used to do as a kid. And it's kind of a hard paper trail, so to speak, unless you literally write down like $25 doing blah, blah, blah. That's literally what they recommend doing, at least from what I read. And again, talk to your accountant, but like, I I read they literally wrote like track the date that they're working, what they're earning, who's paying them, like have a paper trail, even if you're the one creating it that shows that money has been exchanged for services. So is it then all on the children to fund themselves or can parents help kind of supercharge it? I've read some like matching situations that I want to clarify. I'm just imagining like a like a seven year old like logging onto their Vanguard account. And like, All right, time to make my monthly contribution. I know it's like a little <laughs> little crazy, but so let's say your kid. I'll use an example of my own. When I was 15, I was a nanny. I still to this day cannot believe that parents entrusted me with their children. I'm surprised by this also. 
Yeah. I was a nanny for two doctors. One of them worked days, one worked nights. Doctors? I know. I nannied, I think she was like eight or nine at the time. It was fun. But anyway, they paid me cash every week. And I was probably making, it was over a summer. I was working like 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. five days a week. I think I made $500 a week, potentially. I mean, it was like unbelievable at the time. Yeah. And so... Obviously, I spent that money on Abercrombie. I did not put it in a in a Roth IRA like I should have. But the, me at that time, I would have been eligible to contribute up to sixty five hundred dollars. I guess if it was five hundred a week, probably made closer to like twenty five hundred or three thousand that summer. But what my parents could have done is said, "Okay, you put in half. You're making three thousand dollars. Why don't you put in fifteen hundred of it?" And we'll put the other 1500 in. So I would have gotten to keep some of my income and spend it on Abercrombie. I also could have saved some of it and they would have done a quote parental match. So the amount of money that's actually going into the Roth IRA is still limited by the amount I actually earned, but my parents are just putting in the other half. That's kind of what is meant most times by parental match. Not that, I see. Not that the parents are putting money in in excess of what the kid earned, but it's just a way so that if, and for obvious reasons, most 15-year-olds are probably not earning more than $6,500 a year, and most 15-year-olds probably don't want to put all their earnings into a Roth IRA. So if you're a parent and you're like, okay, how can I establish a positive money habit, yada, 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 but also like have my kid get to experience some of the fun of having money that they've earned. It's like a nice little middle ground. I would have totally bristled at this as a kid. Now, of course, I'm like, oh my God, I'm an idiot. I wish someone would have told me that I could have done this because I I truly wasted so much, probably have another 50K that I'd be sitting on right now had I done this. Probably same. I remember that I... Um, worked since I was like 14, 15, and I was making $10 an hour, which at the time was like God tier money for a 14 year old. I really am glad that we're talking about this because I think a big part of it is people just don't know that this is an option. Totally. But when we did talk about it on Instagram, as you alluded to, we got this common question that was like, why not just let your kids be kids? And I very much understand that line of questioning. But did you have any additional thoughts that you wanted to like add here of, of, <laughs> of maybe why this isn't a bad thing? Yeah. Well, so I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, here's the correct way to parent your children. But I will say, while I do see that that argument of like, well, let your kids be kids, like why should they have to work at all? Or why would you want them to even be worried about money when they're 10 or 15 years old? I think my perspective is just that the earlier that a kid establishes positive, healthy money habits and learns about investing and having that be a part of their life from a young age, that's just going to help them turn into a self-sufficient adult that has a healthy relationship with money. And it's going to set them up for a more, I would say, positive and, and prosperous future. I definitely don't feel like I was robbed of a childhood by having jobs and babysitting and being a nanny. But I do think that there's something, I mean, work is a part of life. And I think the earlier that you can kind of frame those habits as a good thing and a positive thing, 
the better, right? I mean, how long is that money going to compound? Even if you just maxed it out one year, $6,500 left alone from age 15 to 65 will be worth almost 200 grand if you assume they're getting just 7% rate of return on average. So that means for every dollar they put in, they retire with a tax-free $30. Like to me, that's just like, what an amazing way to teach your kids from a young age. And again, I think that that was kind of the tone of the response was like, why would you want to stress your kids out about this? But that's where I would push back and go, I don't know that it has to be stressful. I think it can be a really cool learning opportunity because investing is amazing. It's a great way to grow wealth and to feel financially free. And like, how cool to be graduating from high school or college and to be like, oh yeah, I already have like tens of thousands of dollars for retirement. Like, I feel like I can really take my time getting set up now in the working world because I've got savings already and I understand how to manage my money. To me, I have a hard time seeing why that's bad, at least in the current paradigm we exist in. Like, as long as you have to work for income, it's kind of good to know how to do that and have some experience. Within the world of capitalism, I feel like you're really setting yourself up for success with a gift that pays off in spades. So, And I will add, it's probably going to be tax-free straight through because most kids are not going to be earning enough money to where they would have money above and beyond the standard deduction. So they likely are not going to pay tax on the money as they're earning it. It's going to go in tax-free and grow tax-free and come out tax-free. So a straight-up untaxed 200K gets all in the framing. And, and if you're stressed about money, they're probably going to feel that if that's how it's presented to them. But, you know, I think it's about how it's framed and presented. And it's just about like, look, you are able to do this for yourself. Look at your hard work and how that's paying off. I'm like trying to make the mental note for myself to come back in like 12 years and be like, hmm, when future <laughs> Hannah's child starts working, this is the thing you need to, to keep in mind. I know. I'm like, don't don't come for me, parents. If I'm totally wrong, let me sit here in my, my naivete <laughs> and wrongness. But I don't know. I, I'm just functioning from my own, like what I wish. I wish this would have been something that I had known about. I wish that this had been an option. Doing the math that you just said, the 6,500 turning into almost 200 grand, I'm like, oh, I could have been 200 grand closer to retirement is a pretty wild thing right? to recognize. It's nuts. It's That's so much money. And that's in like today's purchasing power. That's like I'm using that inflation discounted annual rate of return. So it's it's more in nominal terms, but it'd be like an extra 200K today. It's not insignificant. All right. Well, that is all for this week's Rich Girl Roundup. We will see you on Wednesday to uh, continue this discussion of financial freedom. For adults. <laughs> Bye. For adults this time. <laughs> Bye. 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 